Hot juice box. When I say Alvin's, Alvin's hot, hot juice, juice box, box, Alvin's hot juice box. You bail on the podcast, okay? All right, sounds good. I, I think I'm going to say that whenever I get stuck and I don't know what else to say, I'm just going to be like Alvin, Alvin's hot juice box. Alvin's yeah. hot juice yeah. box, man. It kind of sounds sexual a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I do love when Finn screams it as he's dropping from the ceiling on top of one of the <laughs> chips. <laughs> it's true. Well, welcome to the Never Ending Adventure Podcast. My name is DJ Nettie P is one of your co-hosts, and my other co-host is... Russell Tindall, and this is an Adventure Time Podcast. Welcome. Yes, and if you couldn't tell today, we are talking about a great episode from Season 4, Princess Cookie. Oh, so good. I was so confused. I, I'm almost embarrassed at how long it took me to realize like why it was called Princess Cookie. I was like, okay, what is this cookie's name? Like, <laughs> you literally know Cookie for a while there, and then all of a sudden he's Princess Cookie, and he's also, uh, what is his name when he's in the orphanage? Uh, Baby Snaps. Baby Snaps. So it's just all over the place, and I just, I love- the life of me was just like, wait, what's, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know. I just I'm need in. to be more open-minded <laughs> about my cookies. Yeah, th- this is this is definitely some very wonderful. Um, when I tell people to watch Adventure Time in general, I tell them keep an open mind. If you watch it very objectively and say, "What's going on? This doesn't make sense." Well, why is this happening? Well, why is this character here? You're not going to enjoy the show if you can watch the show so open-mindedly to where you can take scenarios and situations pretty much where this episode kicks off throwing you into a, a hostage situation in the candy yeah. kingdom wow. at a mini mart where a cookie is holding up a mini mart to get the crown. Like you just have to take it at face value. And when you take this episode at face value to start and then dive deeper, it is, it's actually way more enjoyable than I've ever like watched this episode. episode. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've always so you're trying to vouch episode. for it. I'm trying to figure out what you're, you're trying to vouch and say that, hey, I usually don't like this episode, but I'm digging it now. Is yeah, that what you're I'm, saying? Yeah, I'm digging it a lot more because, you know, this is my time of going through Adventure Time, not from a binge status. I've I've done my first watch throughs. I've done my binge watch throughs. Um, and, you know, a lot of my favorites come out of my binge watch through. Like what makes me pay attention? What makes me cry? What makes me... Uh, get involved or Google conspiracy theories. This has been a Passover episode for a lot of times. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is a really intense episode. It's a good episode. I This is not a Passover episode for me, yeah. for sure. And my next rewatch, I will definitely be stopping and hanging out with Princess Cookie for a bit. And I will say, like you're saying, that initial situation, the helicopter, I love a good tandem rotor helicopter. That's yeah. great. There's two of them well, flying over the Candy Kingdom. You've got banana guards laying on the ground as barricades for PB and the, the gang. I mean, I'll everyone kick is it off sweating, too. dude. I want to kick it off with, so a, hard. with a factoid on on exactly what you just mentioned. The fact that there's a banana guard barricade. Um, there's obviously like processes and procedures for a hostage situation. And there's banana guards operating helicopters we have progressed a lot with the Candy Kingdom military technology since Susan Strong 
when it was like yeah, all of have. the um, the humans attacking the Candy City, and she just sends out a bunch of flaming marshmallows <laughs> with spears to protect the city. Like, which we to have be fair, sig- pretty awesome. It, it's been a few seasons, but like we've really significantly increased the military strength of Candy Kingdom since then. Is that going to be consistent? Are we going to stay? Oh, it's really consistent. Yeah. Okay. It's Good. really freaking consistent at this point. I like that. Well, I just thought it was so funny that everyone is sweating so profusely in that first scene. I I, I don't know what's going on. I get it. It's a hostage situation, high stakes. But gosh dang, is everybody just pouring sweat? Just like a gross amount of sweat coming <laughs> off of everybody's faces. The funny thing is, man... Uh, Baby Snaps slash Princess Cookie has a baseball bat in the mini mini mart, which I'm like so kind of maybe dumbfounded, but they're so nervous. And I was like, I would be more scared of the uh, the candy gumdrop with the candy cane shotgun Gun? from the Hug yeah, Wolf episode. I, That's I way totally more agree. violent than a baseball that. bat. I was wondering, does nobody have a gun? He comes out like exactly. just him, like out in the open, no hostage, and screams at pb at the very beginning of this and she's like do you want a cowboy hat like i can't get <laughs> you the crown and all he wants is the the crown and that would have been a perfect take your shot you know like he's here out in the open for mm. us to kill i don't i don't know i don't know man i was oh this is a very I'd, i i will get a very deep into it through this whole entire you know back and forth that we're having here but her saying the first line she gives in this episode of, can I just give you a cowboy hat? Will that make it better? Is that not the most, like, even the way she presents that line, does it not yeah, sound here's so a patronizing? Is what it feels like. Oh, it feels like she's just, like, looking down on him and just, like, looking at him as a lesser person or citizen than her. It's just, like, and the way know, she delivers that line is disgusting to me. We know because of later in this episode, he reveals his origins, his regular origin story. But yeah. certainly, like, she doesn't recognize him at all. I, I've never seen another chocolate chip cookie, especially one that has sentient chips. And mm-hmm. when do these chips become sentient, Ned? They weren't when he was a child, I don't mm. think. So I don't know. Yeah. That, it might be a puberty thing. Uh, I wish that would be, a, that would be a great origin episode, though. Kind of a. Yeah. Really, I don't know, like fucked up Dr. Frankenstein cookie Well, you, you get enough of his origin, right? Like his origin is that he was in an orphanage and everybody was super depressed and nobody, all the kids didn't want to play with them. They were just so depressed. And then Princess Bubblegum comes in and reads them a story and they're all in love and they're all like, oh my gosh, the princess. And he realizes that he just wants to be a princess one day. And she laughs in his face and mm. basically says, no, like you're not going to be a princess. Yeah, well, this is, I mean, that that's the very depressing aspect of it. Again, she she has the audacity to go to orphanages and read them stories and then be like, but bro, okay, that's one aspect of like a leader in control going to orphanages and reading to the orphans and like doing their civic duty. Dude, Princess Bubblegum makes candy people. She freaking makes candy people and there's orphans in the candy kingdom. So like, why the hell is she make like making candy children or candy children are being made by other candy people. Yeah. I think the candy people are doing it. She, she can fix this. She can like 
And I don't know. You say maybe make I'm candy putting, parents. Is that what you're trying to say? Either make candy parents, but like I don't know. The fact that like she is so in control of her whole kingdom, and like this is, I guess there is a an aspect to where we do get to the point where it grows outside of her control, and like that's under an understood. Which we've seen with Jake and his ruffians in that rough side of town, exactly where all the ne'er do wells live. But it, you know, that's the ne'er do wells. That's that's the like I created people and they you know, created them with sentience and they like are making their own independent decisions. This one is like, okay, I'm going to like, instead of spending my time, like actually, you know, possibly doing something to civically help these orphans, I'm just going to go like read them a book and then tell them they can never be a princess. It's like, that's actually I, like, I could see I that. Know. I could see that she could make a candy mom. There could be I'm oh I'm the candy gumdrop mom for all of the orphan kids and I'm dude, you know she could create some sort of a mother and father figure and have them yeah. live happily not in an orphanage that clearly hasn't been like getting much tax taxpayer money. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, it's that's a rough what I'm looking it, orphanage. The the economics and maybe the, just the social structure of the kid like this is what kind of makes me. We've talked about it. We've talked about how we've kind of seen it like being like, but like this is for sure the structure. If there's kids that are in a candy school four episodes ago with Goliad and Stormo, and there's like little candy kids in a candy school, why are there little candy orphans that are in a candy orphanage? Why can't they go to the candy school? Like that's yeah. that's so silly to me. Like I don't know. And that she is very like observant and acceptant of that fact. I've got a little bit of beef, even though, I mean, plenty of beef with Princess Bubblegum, because you're just touching yeah. on the surface of this. But also, the cookie, or Princess Cookie, which again, mm-hmm. sorry, I, for the life of me, could not figure out his name. Baby, baby Snap. Well, no, I never say his like, real Princess name. Cookie. It's, it's either yeah. Baby... Well, and maybe we can establish, do you want to call him for the rest of our conversation? Like, do we want to refer to him as Princess Cookie, or do you want to refer to him as Baby Snaps? Uh, I like Princess Cookie or PC. Okay, we'll do Princess Cookie. Then. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but, I, uh, I literally thought about that before, and I was like, how yeah. are we going to reference him? Yep. Princess Cookie, because that's what Jake, and that's what he wants to be referenced as, right? So Pr- Princess Cookie is trying to get the crown, and the way he's doing it is totally just irrational. Like, you want to win over a city of people to become the, the princess, the way that you do that is not by taking hostages. That's not the best way to win over the kingdom to your favor. You know, I mean, and that's the beginning of what we see is the way that he rationalizes what he needs to do. I mean, at the very end, the biggest mistake in the world is that Jake very, very, very easily could have jumped the gorge. That's nothing for Jake. Jake does that in his sleep. And this, I mean, Jake, at the beginning of when... Miss or Princess Cookie finds out that it is magical, flop, like jumps from house to house to jump over the wall. I mean, that's a huge leap. And all of a sudden, he's like, Well, we can't do this gorge. The gorge is too far. There's no way we're getting over this gorge. I, I don't know. I, I'm I know. random beefing with people, but still. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to rebuttal that one because that, that's very specific. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm, I saw, I saw that too. A second watch through today was like, okay, well, he chooses not to jump over this gorge. It's very much in Jake's power to do so, to jump over the gorge. And and Princess Cookie chooses not to. And I very much think that in Princess Cookie's mind, 
He was not in pursuit of the crown. He was not in pursuit of actually being a princess. Um, I think he was in pursuit of having a moment where he didn't feel like an orphan anymore. Yeah. And yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. feel like he was, dream. he didn't feel like he was on the fringe of society or he felt like, and this, this will go into my way deeper thoughts later, but he felt like somebody saw him. He felt like somebody saw him for who he truly was and loved him for who he truly was. And that's what Jake did, man. And as soon as Jake did that for him, that's why on the horse with Jake, when Jake's like, I can do this for you, Princess Cookie. Like, we can do this. Like, we're going to get over the gorge. He stops him. And he's like, no, man, you gave it's me. too late for me. At, well, no, but he, yeah, was, Jake, it, Jake gave him everything he wanted. And that's well, the Princess big Cookie thing, goes, it's too late, at least for me. I'll never be a princess. At least for a moment, you made me feel like a princess. Exactly. And, then, and that's all he ever wanted. Oh, it's so good. And then the it's next so line is, deep. you sort of remind me of a mailman I used to know. Oh, <laughs> what is this movie they're referencing, dude? Like, Fucking I, heartbreaking. I, I agree. But it's definitely, I couldn't for the life of me figure out what the reference is. Of the mailman? The mailman reference? No, no. Just that scene of like, it's too late for me. Like, like I have to kill myself. Sort oh of yeah, thing, right? it feels like, like it very much you know, feels like the the ending to like a cool '80s movie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like you, know? you used to remind me of a mailman I used to know, or like you reminded me a little bit of a mailman. Like it for some reason, I kept thinking of is this something from uh, Chasing Ned Divine, but or not Chasing Ned Divine, uh, Goodwill Hunting. But I'm like, mm. it's not Goodwill Hunting, but it does feel like the How about them apples moment. Yeah, so, I don't know. It I don't know very, what it was, but it is, it's heartfelt and it definitely made me feel some sort of a way. Yeah. And I just, I love that Jake, well, you had, I mean, you had a great point, right? Like he's pursuing this dream and he finally felt like he was seen as this princess that he always wanted to be. And that, that is what has made him feel so fulfilled and made him okay with this being the line, you know, that he, he draws and he's mm -hmm. like, this is where I, where I stop. This is where I don't go on. Um, which also like don't jump off the cliff, dude. I was yeah, well, and, I was so afraid. We paused it and I was like, is he about to freaking jump off yeah. this cliff? Well, the another factoid of this episode, it was uh re-rated TVPG when it aired. Uh and then back on Hulu, it's still a V sub rating because it has annotations of suicide in it. Like, and that's like has annotations of yep. well, first when you kick off the episode annotations of hostage situations and then annotations at the end of, of, of suicide. And like, that's like, that's, I, that was the immediate thing when I started like taking notes today on this episode, like th this is way beyond like the conceptual situational awareness of like a child. We got a oh, hostage situation yeah. and then a, a childhood trauma that builds into a apex moment of, of suicidal tendencies, like, holy shit, that's like a yeah. lot going on, man. Well, again, to, uh, yeah, uh, to that moment, right? Because we are talking about how just incredible that that moment was. He recognizing Jake wanting to be a mailman is very fascinating because Jake, for whatever reason, has this through line of the whole episode, which is also my tops, which is that he always wanted to be a mailman for some reason. And Princess Bubblegum stops him or is stopping mm -hmm. him or he feels mm -hmm. as though she's the reason why he had a moment in his life where he could finally fantasize about what it would be like to just be a mailman because that's all he's ever wanted to be for some reason. 
And she doesn't allow him to. And so when Jake is getting to know Princess Cookie inside of the store, right? Like he's talking about, and he so sincerely just says how rotten and she's the worst and he hates Princess Bubblegum. Like he's like, I was just trying to get away from her because she wouldn't let me be a mailman. And unfortunately, well, for what it's worth, he says that so sincerely. Like he yeah. means no, he's, every he's, word. At of that, that point, I think I do think that Jake's like separated himself from the quote unquote mission. I do think he's just having a conversation with Princess well, yeah. at that point. Too, he even know? spells that he's wearing a costume and then he has yeah. to recover and be like, Well, she made me a milkman and I feel like I'm wearing a costume because I wanted to be a mailman my whole life. It's all of that. It wraps up. It's so great. I it's my tops when that through line gets brought up whenever he's like, I wanted to be a mailman, or I am a mailman. Mm-hmm. I well, and, and that's why you mentioned mention, you mentioned at the end when he is like, You I knew him, I knew somebody. You remind yeah. me of a mailman. I used to know that's, like, why that's, that's the through so line. Great. It's so great. Like it's a very much like that full circle of the episode through line. Well, do you know somebody who always wanted to be a mailman, Ned? Uh no, I don't think so. Well, see, my great grandfather Pop was a, a post office worker in a small town in North Carolina. Mm. And you know, when I would go to North Carolina, we'd see this post office UPS. I whenever I'd go into mail to do mail now, I I always think about him, and I'm always like, feel like I'm longing for the potential of my life that could be a postal life, and I, I've never experienced that. And so I, maybe I feel like. I need to be a mailman. That so dude, deep down. I, I this episode made me think the same thing, dude. Like there's there yeah. is uh I think we're both in the world of the hustle and bustle. And I think a lot of probably that our listeners out there are in the world of hustle and bustle and grind and wake and grind. There there is something that maybe our generation gets a little bit of a mis, like not nostalgia about, but like Wake up every day, go to the same houses, deliver the mail to the people that you know, and you know their houses, you know your route. The simplicity of that sounds so boring. The older I get, that sounds magnificent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe maybe we should quit our... Should we quit our jobs? Should we become mail <laughs> if, if mailman lets me live in this same house that I live I in for the rest I of my know, life, like, I'll be a mailman. I don't care. I I'll think- have some... I'll wear some sick ass shorts and have some badass ca- like calves from walking around I'm, all day. I think I'm about to become a mailman. I think this I is the blame episode. You, dude. This like, is the episode literally, where I do that. I I hope that this kind of thought process that uh, now Adventure Time and, and Princess Cookie has instilled in us instills a thought of this generation of like, hey, we don't really want to do the startup grind. We don't really want to do the the crazy business grind. We would really like to just serve our communities and make a damn good living doing it. Where 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 did that lifestyle go, man? And I think, you yeah. know, I think Jake's <laughs> Jake's I'm trying to keep it, man. I I'm trying to go with a bit about us being male. No, dude. I'm and- fucking I'm I'm real I'm a real ass about it. I would do yeah, that. You were in a yes and it. You were like, no, freaking society and yeah, no, the- <laughs> you're 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 doing a bit. I'm actually doing a uh uh uh, I've been psychologically in a weird place the last month. Okay. And honest to God, if you told me, dude, be a mailman and like, I, and I could do the same lifestyle, like same, same salary that I make right now without the hustle and grind. And it's just like, dude, just like rock and roll with it every day. I don't, I don't think I'd bind it. 
it's uh, there's something of a weird intrinsic value now about serving your community. I'm cool with well, it. Well, hey, my 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 great grandfather was a mailman or was working in the post office. I don't think he was an actual mailman, but he worked at the post office. And you know, I I always admired that. I think about literally do think about him every time I go to the USPS. I'm just like, man, freaking pop. The the spirit of you are in mm-hmm. the U.S. Post Office for some reason, and also yeah. they used to sponsor Lance Armstrong's cycling team. So I don't I don't know what's <laughs> up with that, but <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. But I love cycling. But I do love cycling, and I guess I, I love, love the USPS. Uh, but well, I get that. I get that with uh, the Jake's maybe mentality to be a mailman is like you think about him, man. He's he's a crazy adventurer. He does that. He does crazy things every day. Every day with him is unpredictable. Uh, his desire to be a mailman could stem out of the fact that like that would be a consistent job. It wouldn't be hectic. And like, no, yeah, he's great at adventuring with Finn. He's great. But like, yeah, maybe his fantasy is being a mailman because that's literally the furthest thing from his life with Finn. So that's why it's a fantasy, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, as a milkman, the plan is that the chaoticness of all this is that Jake is like, oh, we're just going to walk into the store as a milkman. You know, like, this is going to work. We're not going to battle. We don't have to storm the store or nothing. We're just going to go in there. I'm going to deliver milk to all the people. And for some reason, Princess Cookie, she's like, who the heck are you? I'm going to smash her face in. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Give everybody milk. That's fine. Like, (laughs) this is totally normal for a hostage situation. This is totally normal. No, you know, Princess Cookie doesn't know what he's doing. Like, he's totally, like, oblivious. Do you think if he wasn't disguised as a milkman that Princess Cookie would be able to recognize that it's Jake? Jake has to be among the more popular people in the Candy Kingdom. He's got to be one of the f- most famous people in this kingdom. Maybe. I don't know, dude. It's it's a little bit Are of a... Are you yawning on me now? A little bit. yawning it's, on me? You know, it's a little bit. I mean, we just, uh, we just sprung forward and actually that would make it earlier now, but... I don't know. All right. Well, we'll, we'll take day. a nap. Let's go take a nap. Let's let's go to the commercial break. We'll take we'll a nap. Commercial we'll come break. back a little more energetic. Yeah, and we'll come back energetic and we'll talk about uh Jake and Princess Cookie and uh the disguise. It does yeah. does Princess Cookie actually uh, recognize Jake? Oh, hey, uh, listen here, y'all. Um I know, you know, let me tell you about the Snuggle Ghost Nightlight. It's about bedtime. Oh, sorry. And, I know you're all about to go get some some snug, snuggle cuddles in and, well, snuggle real nice and close-like. And listen to me when I say, ain't nothing cuddling closer, snuggling closer than a ghost. They get all up and under your skin-like with the, the snuggle ghost nightlight. You'll be sleeping tight. That's right. Don't fight all night. Welcome back, everybody. Uh... I was just, you know, we were just talking about the moment when Jake decides that, he, well, he wanted to be a mailman. Princess Bubblegum forces him to be a milkman. And my lovely of this episode is the combination of milkman and Finn deciding that he really wants to be a shadow and he sneaks behind Jake. So it's like them together as a unit is my mm. lovely of this episode. I loved just the way oh. I mean, first off, Finn is incredible at that. He is so yeah. dang talented okay. at being well, a shadow. Let me let me uh piggyback yours because my lovely was Milkman Jake. My okay. tops yeah, yeah. was my tops was Shadow Finn. 
because Shadow, Shadow Finn. Finn was so skilled at what he did. It was, it was like so kind, of, sick. kind of stupid. So your whole combination of them as your lovely was my lovely and my tops like combined together. That's great. I mean, at the end there where Jake is being a horse for Princess Cookie and they're running away from the banana guards and Finn is in the shadow of Jake mm-hmm. blew my mind. Like, I had to rewatch that. Undetectable. I was like, and he's like, what Whoosh. is going on? <laughs> he just pops out of nowhere. His face pops up and then he jumps on the back of Jake. And I'm like, Finn, when did you become like this ninja? I know we had a whole yeah. episode about you kind of being ninja, but like that's that's super yeah, ninja this is this is not ice ninja. This is like real ninja. Like, first of all, weirdly enough, I, even though it like, kind of looked funny, his movements, even when Jake was walking in the mini mart handing out milk, it was like kind of convincing. Like are you are like like his ear or no, I guess it was the, uh, it was totally convincing. His the hats, ears of his um ears. of his hat. of his uh hat were like syncing up with his feet so perfectly. I was like, oh, this is actually like even though his legs and like arms are kind of like scuttling around, it's very convincing. So my top my top super was convincing shadow fin was fantastic in this episode. Yeah. Really great. And also I just had a little qualm. We mentioned earlier the whole scene where Princess Bubblegum goes and reads the orphanage. Um, why why should you go in and duty in on all these kids? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I know. Well, we did. We already talked about that. It's just I know, it's but just I just very, I just thought it was funny the the word choice of they, they, I was. You know, dutied you want to know how she dutied on she dutied on me? <laughs> no, um, just why should duty in on these kids? I did see. So, in terms of my factoids, in terms of my deeper research on this episode, uh, let me pull up my spectacles here. The book that she reads them is called Baby Hooselfoot and the Wuddlebugs. And it actually is the same book that Ice King offers to read the princesses when they he captures them in the Prisoners of Love. It's the same book. Oh. Huh. Um, I just thought that was a fun fact, fun callback. There's a, I think we're Definitely. getting into the, deep enough in the season where like there are like fun little callbacks. Second callback of this episode that I wanted to mention was the uh, banana horse had the same facial expression as the oh, horse yeah. with poo brain from the eyes episode. It's a trap. The, I, the horse is a trap. It's the horse so is a ugly, trap. dude. <laughs> because it looks exactly like the Ice King's poo brain horse from the eyes. And I could not, that was my backup tops was like the fact that they brought back poo brain horse. I never caught that before. I, I can't believe those are horses. That's, that's what horses look like in this show. <laughs> are there other horses? Are we going to get more and more of these poo brain horses? Because I can't I, handle it. I, I can't watch sure. these poo brain horses. <laughs> obviously, well, the funny thing is, obviously, Jake has a different perception of a horse himself. So there probably has to be other horses out there and that maybe poo brain horse is a specific like breed, I don't well, know. Well, I, I think it was I just, just Ice King. Ice King's not I in love, this episode. Uh, I think it's just Ice King dressed up as another horse. You so, so you think that the banana horse is potentially that's why Ice it was King. the uh, imposter horse or the the trick yeah. horse, is it was possibly Ice King dressed up again in a banana horse? Without a doubt, See, that's that's not my theoretically speaking for this episode. Hey, but if I had to just riff on one, that's what it is. That's a great hypothetical speaking. Is that Poo Brain Banana Horse is Ice King? kidnapping uh princess cookie because he could kidnap people as a horse oh, that would be interesting. it's a and great theoretical speaking and 
to be fair, I again, I actually let's dive into my theoretically speaking because is Princess Cookie a, a princess? I think totally so. At the end of this episode, in my mind, in order to be a princess in the land of Ooh, you have to have one, the desire to be a princess, and then two, the ability to gain followers is enough to legitimately make him a princess in the eyes of the governing, whatever the governing body of uh, the land of Ooh is. Because you got Hot Dog Princess, who has hot dog nights, and that's about it. You got Breakfast Princess, who has a tiny garbage hole of a kingdom. You've got Raggedy Princess, who is actually garbage. I, I'm kidding. I'm just messing mm-hmm. on no, Raggedy yeah, Princess. No, no she, she is actually you know, made of garbage. So, so yeah, it's not, it's not insulting. At the end of this episode, he's he's the princess of the, the mental hospital, I guess, in a way. Or as one of the fan wikis says, the grasslands. Literally on the grasslands page, it says that he is the grasslands princess. Hmm. Um, even though his personal wiki page says that he's an unofficial princess. But in my mind, he's got everything that it takes to become a, a princess of Adventure Time. Yeah. No, you know, you're you're not wrong. Is that like there are things that absolutely like he's got a, a group of followers in a kingdom that they think, you know, is in their control. And that's a very um subjectively loose term in in all of our lives. We we won't get into like society terms of control or whatever, um from a political standpoint, but the people now all of a sudden, you know, all the crazy people in that that uh, hospital he's in are going to look at him as the princess. And honestly, in my mind, I don't think he's that crazy. I think, can can I, well, this is a good segue to the thing that upset me the most about this episode. Like, like truly I, I watched it twice today and the second time I caught this and it actually truly upset me is that, at the very end of the episode, you know, Jake goes in as the mailman to go see Princess Cookie in the mental hospital, wrapped up in the straight jacket, right? Gives Princess Cookie a big old hug, puts the crown on his head, and guess who's at the door? Oh, yeah. Looking in. Oh, yeah. Smiling. It's Finn and freaking Princess Bubblegum. Bubblegum. I and know. And that made me so mad that princess bubblegum was like ha 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 he's it's so sweet he went crazy i'm like he went crazy because of you and because of your suppressive fascist mentality your systems that deprived him of a childhood without and yeah and the systems that essentially i'm going i i had again i had so many thoughts about this episode he when jake was like dude you can just leave and start your own kingdom he was like, whoa, I can do that? And Jake was like, yeah. yeah. No one ever told me that was an option. No one ever told, and that was my biggest thing. No one ever told me I could leave the Candy Kingdom. That is a huge point in this show. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, this guy was about to hole up, create a hostage situation, spend the rest of his life in a dungeon, and Jake was like, dude, you can just leave. And he was like, I never thought about that. Like, that's yeah, I, how much agree, that Princess man. Bubblegum has these candy people under control. Is that he never even considered the fact that he could just go off and be like, I don't 
I want to go not be under this oppressive princess that I don't like. I agree. I think that he truly, as Jake says, is just a good guy who was dealt a bad hand. That's that's all there is to it. He does make some irrational and bad decisions that the hostage situation, not the best way they go about it, of course. And then at the end, jumping off of a cliff to commit suicide, obviously not the best choice to be making. Um, but to end up in a mental hospital and then also... I, well, I don't know. I just I think that's a little bit overboard with the straitjacket and all that. I mean, certainly yeah. some jail time because of the hostage situation. I could totally foresee that. But Princess Bubblegum is way, way, way too quick to lay or claim that the blame is not on her and on somebody else or on something else. She's way too quick to just go, look, this isn't me. This guy is insane. We need to put him in a mental hospital or to go to pull the trigger on the freaking dungeon thing. Like, what is she, yes. lemon grab? She's over here saying, like, a thousand I mean, years in the dungeon for the rest of your life. Like, you're you're going. You're gone, man. That's that's so, like, that one, The her wanting him in the dungeon didn't surprise me. Again, we've talked about her, like, whole, like, fascist regime. Like, when someone doesn't do what I want, I can just put him in the dungeon because I created them and I control them and... He's going to cause a rift in the society that I want to be perfect. Let's just put him in the dungeon. Um, that one didn't surprise me. It surprised me the fact that she, you know, Jake, Jake obviously tried to help him escape. He obviously tried to commit suicide. They humpty dumptied him back together to put him <laughs> yeah. in a mental hospital. And then Princess Bubblegum was like, isn't that so sweet? And I'm like, holy shit. That's like, no, that is like, this guy wanted to leave your kingdom so bad that he killed himself or yeah. tried to kill himself. And then you're going to put him back in the kingdom in a straitjacket. Where he can never get out. Where he can never really. get out. It's so dark. It's so dark. The it theme makes me, seems like, to be, I, it's like people oh. in power not recognizing their faults and the negative outcomes that they have on of their own actions, right? So they're blaming other people. They're blaming the people that they're in charge of. And they're even like, she's claiming that he's crazy. Like, oh, mm -hmm. well, you're, you're not following me. You're a bad follower. It's not my fault that this is happening to you. You're crazy. You're insane. And Jake, for whatever reason, and I think he's sympathetic. He sympathizes with Cookie Princess because he also had a tough upbringing and he was in ne'er-do-well at some point. He was wow, committing no, crimes, I, you know? That's, no, and, that's a great point, man. I never, I never thought about it that way. That's like, I great drawback to way like Jake being the ne'er-do-well. I never even thought about it that way that he was kind of a ne'er-do-well back in his Well, we know he years. doesn't love Princess Bubblegum at the beginning of this episode. He's complaining about mm -hmm. all that. So he's got multiple points where he's empathizing or sympathizing with Cookie Princess, right? And so, but well, I do think I, his past I, is a part of that. Okay. Oh, that's a great, well, I took the empathizing and that was one of my biggest points and deepest thoughts of this episode was like the fact that Jake empathizes with him and that uh, really more in turn, Cookie Princess empathizes with Jake because of the whole because of the milkman situation. But I didn't really consider that as part of Jake's like ne'er do well days. Jake's Jake did have a day where he was stealing diamonds and hold, holding up bars and doing stuff with uh doing sketchy stuff with Tiffany. You know, like yeah. Um, I mean that's a great thought. Dang it. See, I don't know. I don't know how in the world we all of a sudden got to this episode of all episodes, and I'm like, I'm having the most deep thoughts about 
like <laughs> the canon of Adventure Time. Like I've Jake's had background and stuff. through this yeah. entire podcast. Yeah. Well, if you can believe it, like Princess Bubblegum is not even my most punchable character, though she probably deserves it. Finn, who's your wait? Who's your much, most punchable? Finn is. Finn's my most Finn. punchable character. He's wait, great. why is Finn your most punchable? Well, well, right. Shadow Finn is amazing. I love Shadow Finn. I love the fact that Finn jumped on top of a chocolate chip and screamed <laughs> out the the passcode that he Alvin's came out hot with. juice box. I I loved that moment. That those are great moments. But at the end, he doesn't listen to Jake. Right? Mm. He's willing to. He or he's basically given the opportunity to choose a side. And for whatever reason, Finn doesn't choose or even listen to Jake and give him the benefit of the doubt. He's too quick to just jump the uh, conclusions, which he's been doing for episodes now, mostly with Princess Bubblegum. But he's too quick here. His best friend's trying to say, hey, man, like, he's a good guy. Let's hear him out. I and know. Finn doesn't well, do it. well, okay. Well, I counter your that making Finn punchable. I counter that with. Finn is inexperienced because, again, exactly like you just said, Finn is the one that he's, what, 14 at this point. He's loyal to Princess Bubblegum, so he's doing this mission for Princess Bubblegum to get Princess Cookie back and everything like that. Jake is the one that has the actual empathy for Princess Cookie, so maybe that moment where Finn and Jake are, you know, Jake's running away and his he pops his head back on and they're like, Jake's like, you don't understand this guy. You don't, he's going through some stuff. I'm trying to help him out. He's not actually a bad guy. He's been dealt bad cards, exactly like what you said. And Finn is too young and inexperienced to understand that. And Jake, like, exactly like you just said, Jake's the one that's weathered and he's like, look, you're not going to understand what I'm doing or why I'm doing this. And that's why Jake just like boots him off. As soon as Finn goes, no, we're going to turn him in. He just boots him off the horse. And Jake's like, he's not going to understand. doesn't make Finn a bad person. It makes Finn just unable to emotionally get to where Jake was to help Princess Cookie out, you know? Well, then does Finn come around at the end to understand where Jake's coming from? Or is him showing up at the hospital with Princess Bubblegum with that fake, or, you know, the, the oh, poor guy, smile on his face. Is he on the side of Jake and of Princess Cookie, does he understand the significance of Jake bringing, as a mailman, I will say, bringing the flower crown of the grasslands to Princess Cookie? Because there's there's a huge significance there. And the way that all of the people I, in the hospital react, I mean, I, yeah. I love the, I had no, he's a princess? I had no idea. I think. <laughs> but still, I don't think Finn gets it. I don't I, think he gets it. I don't think he does. I think that's kind of the, I think that's one of those like blissful, like unawareness moments of Finn is I think that Princess Bubble, I think that Jake's sitting there going, I think Jake is sitting there with, with drastic empathy for Princess Cookie. And that's why Jake revisits the mental hospital. It's because he's like, I don't want somebody who I tried to help and part of me helping them landed them in a mental hospital. Um, I want to help them. I want to make sure that they're okay. Princess Bubblegum is there because she's like, great, him being in a mental institution is just as good as him being in a dungeon. So fuck him. That's like, that's Princess Bubblegum's mindset is like, fuck him. He's yeah, in I a mental institution. He's I don't have to deal with gone. him anymore. I think that Finn is there because he's like, Jake is here. 
and Princess Bubblegum is here. And then Finn's just there because he's just like, all my friends are here and they're like helping. I think that Finn is so removed from how dark Princess Bubblegum's past is and how dark Jake's past is. Not as dark as Princess Bubblegum's, but I think that Finn is just there because he's like, oh, a crown on here and we're celebrating. He's that, Again, we're we're talking about really deep concepts of Adventure Time that Finn always kind of embodies, especially in these seasons, in this pivotal turning of the like age. He's the innocent one in all these situations. He's always the one that's, you know, turning up and he doesn't realize how like fucked up that Princess Bubblegum is is and how this situation that even happened was bubblegum's fault i think that finn is just blissfully unaware and he's just he is just trying to be the good guy and that's why for all my fans out there for all the the adventure time fans that's why when we get to those later seasons that fern is his ultimate like total struggle is that he's trying to be good and the the good thing to do is what on paper is the bad thing and doesn't make any sense that like um some spoilers, it seems. Yeah, it's. I'm doing. I'm trying to dance on some spoilers, um, without dropping them. But these are those moments where we start talking about the the depths of PB and like when she turned evil and like when Jake knows about this stuff. That Finn has a lot of years of unawareness of this, and we already see him starting to ask questions about some stuff. Like he needs to remember, start. Look, Ned, he's in his teenage years. He's in middle school, essentially. Those are the times where you start listening to the System of Down or whatever angsty music (laughs) is of your generation. And you start questioning everything about society and how you grew up and are your parents doing the right, a good job or doing the right job. Like he's at the right age where you start getting angsty as hell and he needs to freaking get angsty as hell and start questioning Princess Bubblegum about things. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish like, he does. He just needs to grow up. It's time. It's time to start doing that. Yeah, he does. I I feel like I'm trying to like. Uh, let me. Well, I don't have the tab pulled up now, but um, again, that's why the, the I'm I'm trying to. Like, sorry, I feel like every season we get to, I'm like, just wait till next season. It gets real good. The end of season four here is we enter into a, like something that it breaks the Adventure Time universe open into a much wider universe. I think it's in season five. Um, spoiler drop. We get to Finn and his father. Um, we just hash out some stuff with that. And when that really happens, uh, we start to see a really big emotional turn with Finn and just how he deals with, again, stuff Princess Bubblegum asks him to do. And he's like, I don't think this is right. I don't think this is the right thing to do. Um one of the biggest moments of that is actually in the last season of Adventure Time, like Princess Bubblegum's like, go kill this thing. And he's like, I I can't. This thing is like an innocent creature. And Princess Bubblegum asked me to kill it. It's like that's I can't I can't do that. You know? So it's okay. it's a very it's a very, very long development, but it you know, the show ends when he's like in turn like eighteen. So it it happens, but it's I imagine, you know, we're in season four out of nine or ten, I guess, ten technically, but nine seasons. So we're getting to that high school phase, and 
all those years are very deep development years. Yeah. Well, man, it's a good episode. I really enjoyed Princess Cookie. Uh, do you have any other deep thoughts? I mean, I, I want to just go ahead and say, I'm, I'm going to be really strict with my rating for this episode. Not that we normally rate episodes, but mm-hmm. I'll, go, I'll give it three sentient chips out of five. But it's like a strong, it's a really hard three out of five. Like it's a worth watching three out of five, mm-hmm. you know, like almost a 3.5, but I'm not quite willing to commit just because I gave the last episode a four and Carb Wars is so dang good that, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I need a little it, bit of a gap. It's hard backing an episode that we, again, uh, for all you guys who are watching out there, we've recorded, we, we also record lots of episodes in one night too. Uh, typically no more than two at a time, but we did card wars and it's one of our I I would say um, this one on a rewatch through, yeah, maybe from the canonical aspect or even from, you know, it's not my favorite Treehouse episode. I don't love Candy Kingdom episodes. I would say from what this instilled in me in terms of like deep thoughts, empathy towards characters empathy towards jake empathy towards baby snaps like it bumps it up to a four for me it bumps it up to now like wow. one of so the really ones good that, yeah it, it it bumps it up. i mean it's it's a lot more compelling than uh freaking the web weirdos episode it's a well, lot more compelling you're, you're than, convinced me i mean maybe it's a 3.5 maybe it's a 3.5 I'll, I'll, I'll do it i'll do it yeah. i'll go there okay it is it is 3.5 right. sentient snaps the sentient yeah. uh sentient chocolate chips, chips. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dig it, man. I will say though, I, I felt my initial, <laughs> sorry, Princess Cookie. When I initially saw Princess <laughs> Cookie, I did feel like the design of Princess Cookie was a little bland, a little like background. <laughs> Until you realized that he has sentient chocolate chips coming off. Yeah. Him. Well, I was just like, <laughs> it's kind of lame looking. And Allie very quickly called me on this and said, I think he looks like a princess. So, you know, did she say be that fair? before she knew he wanted to be a princess? Or yeah, it was before the after? end of the episode. I, I paused it. Oh. And I was like, I don't really know how I feel about the design of this character. So, well, good Allie's, on Allie. Maybe, Allie's too she should be doing this podcast, men. not me, man. Allie goes, she he looks she, she he looks like a princess. Yeah, mm, Allie. I don't know. Well, just call me out. Well, I, I also appreciate everything that Allie brings to the podcast by proxy through you in terms of making you think deeper on those. On Look, those she's into it, man. I mean, we watch it a lot of times. And one of my watch throughs of the episode, now that we live together, she usually tends to end up watching the episode once, if not twice with me before we record. Because I'll do notes and then I'll rewatch and then I'll rewatch mm-hmm. the day of like right before we record sort of a thing. And sometimes I'll even watch throughout the day, like at lunchtime. Um, so yeah, she she ends up being there a lot of times and she's got some good thoughts, especially the fashion thoughts. I always enjoy when it's like, I'm just like, all right, explain this. What's going on with... Um, explain this. You know, what was it? The uh, monster wife, whatever one. Um, oh yeah, when they did Ned, the fashion show. Yeah. What's What's your lesson, bud? Oh, my lessons on this one here is uh, fascism is bad. Uh, Fascism is the reason that Princess Cookie got so depressed, I feel like. Okay. Uh, He couldn't couldn't break out and do what he wanted to do. He could not get over, like he was an orphan and 
the society set up around him was not going to give him an opportunity to be anything else. Yeah. Um, that turns into my second lesson. Don't let the man get you down. School of Rock. And my third lesson is, the, the, the deep one is pretty much like we all somewhat will feel like Princess Cookie at some point where the cards we've been dealt make us angry. The cards we've been, like where we are in our life, cards we've been dealt like make us angry. Uh, and we don't feel like anybody understands us. We don't feel like anybody can empathize with us or we just feel like we've just been, you know, shit on by the man, shit on by society, shit on by our circumstances. And I say the biggest thing to, to work through that is like go find again, my season four, like theme, go find the community, go find the person like the Jake that sits there and goes, well, tell me about it. Well, I felt the same thing. I've dealt with the same issues. I've been suppressed by princess bubblegum. I feel like I want to do something, but I can't. Cause that's the thing that, that, that helps princess cookie in this episode. That's the one thing that gets him through it is realizing that Jake's gone through the same thing empathizes with him and makes him feel like the hero at the end of the day. Go find that community that empathizes with you and makes you feel like a hero. Like that's that's the only way we're going to be able to get through this life. Yeah. In general is to go find the people that love you and the people that are like not just make you feel like a hero that that believe you're the hero. Like dude, that's like that's like you yeah. and me, man. Like we make each other feel like we're fucking badasses when we're, yeah, we're doing when great, we're yeah. goofballs we're we're silly we're silly boys but like no we make each other to, feel like we're heroes you know not like the main character right but like 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 you're important like you matter uh yeah. and the people around you should make you feel that, that way and if they don't like you'll find other people that do uh just like how princess cookie could easily start over and start a new kingdom and all that it is difficult to do that it's a huge step it is tough to go move to a new city or, or whatever it is or get a new job but but like you'll find those people in a different place if you don't have them currently it, they're around the corner um yeah that's a good lesson ed i like it yeah uh, i mean this like i said this this episode i don't know what got me about it today but i was like this was like such a compelling episode you really yeah me. i really got you dang i love it my lesson is pretty simple uh if you desire to be a princess it can happen Get you can it, do boy. it. You can go it's be like, a princess. Get it, boy. Boy, go be a princess. Go be a princess. Yeah. Uh, my recommendation, though, mm. a little bit less attainable if you don't already have it. I recommend being born into a wealthy family or having famous parents. So nepotism <laughs> is essentially my rec. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I, reckon, I recommend nepotism. If you aren't, if you aren't in a nepotism situation, don't worry. Your reincarnation will yeah, probably give you, yeah, just manifest your reincarnation and be good to go. Uh, no, my rec is actually the Grateful Dead question mark. I don't know, man. Mm. I'm not a deadhead, I but oh. I'm digging it recently. I went to, I got invited to go to a Bob Weir concert or Bobby Weir uh, or Wire. I don't know how you say his last name at the Ryman, and it was really cool. the The people watching was incredible. The music was pretty good, and it got me listening to old Grateful Dead songs and mm -hmm. some of their more popular songs. I haven't dove too deep yet, but I'm really enjoying my listen. It's that and like the Gorillas for some reason are my two that I'm going back and forth with right now. 
I did I did that same journey with the Grateful Dead like about two years ago. And now it's like I'm not a deadhead. I'm not gonna like tell you it's the greatest music ever, but like we um we drove back from Chattanooga this last weekend and Jackie fell asleep. I listened to two hours straight of the Grateful Dead. Like wow. on Spotify. Like okay. and it's and I felt impressed. I knew about twenty to twenty-five percent of what played for two hours. Yeah. So man, forever ago very, we did a road trip together and I tried to get you into the Velvet Underground. Did you ever revisit the Velvet Underground? I didn't. I didn't know oh, that man. Shoot, that should be my no, like no, remind should. me of that too. I've yeah. I've got many road trips coming up. Please remind me because I need more. Grateful Dead was great for two hours again, but like I think I need to be a little bit under the influence of alcohol or marijuana to yeah. enjoy the Grateful Dead to the full extent. Uh, but get me, remind me to do Velvet Underground again on my next road trip. Yeah, Velvet Underground is incredible. I mean, Lou Reed is just the man to make you want to just like vibe out on like a Sunday morning or Saturday morning. Like there's something about early Lou Reed, especially the, man, the one with the banana on the album cover, mm-hmm. or I can't think of it right now. And then the one right after that are the two that just like are freaking awesome. Just killer records um but yeah okay anyways ned do you have a rec or should we should we call it no no actually so weirdly enough i don't think i have a rec this week maybe i mean if i was to go very high level and very um i guess topical is we just finished the uh the last of us um we binged it and then watched the final episode when it came out uh, a couple of days ago Cool. Which will now be a couple of weeks ago once this <laughs> gets released. But uh, it's a great show, dude. But yeah, Pedro Pascal is great. Would you recommend Hollow Knight? The video Hollow? game? I guess not. Wait. Okay, well, we'll see. Wait, that might well, be Hollow my next Knight? week. Hollow Knight. Well, why would I not just recommend like Last of Us, the video game? Well, no, I, I'm just, I'm thinking this because I'm going to buy Hollow Knight pretty soon. And I know it's like a renowned, really amazing video game. I, so I can why. honestly say I don't think I know that one. Last of Us, a video game is fantastic. But Hollow Knight, I'll let y'all know. If I like it, it's going to be my rec. Um, okay. Because everybody yeah, seems to love it. Well, regardless, hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us and checking out. And uh, hit us up on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast. To talk at Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on the Traveler's Log at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. Uh, we'll have one next week. I forgot to do it this week, so we'll do it next week. Um, but yeah, hit us up for reviews. We'll give you a sticker if you're new and just happy to have you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Happy to have you, boys and girls. Party forever. Love you guys.